Alright, well hey everybody, it is John here back once again. Crypto Top 10, talk to you guys about some of the trending projects in the crypto space. Got uh, eh, got an okay lineup for you here today. It's a quieter uh, morning if you ask me personally. But uh, let's get dig, let's get uh, digging into things. Uh, though as always, first off, thanks to all those who have subscribed. Really do appreciate it. Let's me know what I'm doing well, what I need to work on, and you can pop down to the description, take a look at that. You'll find some links or a link, depending on where you're finding this, to all the articles discussed. So that way you can learn for yourself and not just read what I've got going on. So getting into things, talked about Brave Browser here. For those of you who don't know, Brave, uh, it's built on Chromium's open source software. Uh, it's what Chrome uses, but it is filled with a lot less tracking and it rewards its users with the Brave, uh, with the basic attention token. Um, and so you can opt in or opt out of ads. It also has a built-in ad blocker. I use it for my day-to-day -day browsing. It's quite nice overall. According to Brave Browser, businesses like eToro, BlockFi, and Nexo have achieved unprecedented results by advertising to the platform's users. Considering the popularity of Brave within the crypto community, this does not come as uh, much of a surprise. Uh, for instance, crypto lending platform BlockFi was able to reduce its customer acquisition costs by 75% with Brave ads. So basically, it's cheaper going through uh, Brave and advertising with them. The campaign was also twice as effective as a Google campaign in terms of the percent of respondents who opened accounts. Basically, with any type of thing you're creating, with any marketing or advertising, you're creating a funnel. If 100,000 people see it, you want 10,000 of them to click on it, and of that 10,000, hopefully between one and two will actually follow things through to completion. So it sounds like they're probably getting more like five, six, or 7,000 out of that scenario, which is pretty darn nice. Uh, it's BlockFi's marketing manager, Nick Reese, said it was one of the most effective channels in driving new customers to BlockFi, and they opt because they're opting in to the ads, it creates a deeper engagement, so it consistently results in a 3x higher click-through rate than any other paid media spend, which is pretty darn nice if you ask me. Uh, you know that the people who are seeing the ads are people who have opted into the ads, so by that note, you already know that they're gonna be paying a bit more attention than just the standard people. Uh, you're starting with a smaller funnel, but you know what's gonna be there. So Brave users can voluntarily opt in to watch advertisements and be rewarded with the browser's native basic attention token. 70% goes to the user and 30% to Brave to help it run. The browser counts over 18 million active monthly users, which is up from 8.7 million last November. So we're getting close. Uh, about 10 months ago, it's uh, over doubled in size. So pretty darn nice. Like I said, I actually really do like using Brave. I use it for my day-to-day -day web browsing. It's nice. I like its ad blocking features. I've opted in for some ads, but not too many. So I've got a little bit of basic attention token going in. You can actually use that to tip people, which is quite nice um, if it's set up. It's a cool little thing to have. I do really like it, and it looks like these companies love it too. But hey, 
Moving on, let's touch on Algorand a little bit. So uh, Ledger just added Algorand's Algo token to the list of wallet-compatible assets available on its desktop desktop app, Blech, geez, Ledger Live, which allows holders to store and stake the asset, uh, which is awesome. So assets using proof-of-stake technology mean holders can earn passive income by helping to provide consensus for the associated blockchain. Algorand holders can now stake their Algo coins passively while storing them on their Ledger wallet devices, interacting with their holdings as needed via the Ledger, Ledger Live desktop interface. So not a too bad. Uh, Algorand's joining a decent com decent uh, group of assets that are already uh, configured for staking, Tron, Cosmos, and Tezos. Now you can add Algorand to the list. Algorand is definitely a newer project in the grand scheme of things, so it's nice to see them getting added to more established projects like Tron, Cosmos, and Tezos. It's a pretty good thing overall. And Ledger is a fairly established company, though they have kind of had a bit of a rough patch. There was a data breach, there's some wallet vulnerabilities, but overall they've done a pretty good job throughout the years in maintaining security. So it's one of those things, if you got some Algorand and you got yourself a Ledger wallet, now might be the time to move it over. So that way all your staking needs can be handled. But speaking of staking, Cardano. Uh, Shelly is live. Staking is uh, on track. I do own Cardano. I am staking it. But this was uh, definitely worth uh, talking about. So 7.6 billion more ADA was transferred to Binance. And as we all know, its price has kind of shed. It's uh, uh, like 30%. Uh, so more ADA was transferred to Binance than were withdrawn, according to data from Flipside Crypto. And the price of ADA dropped from 14 cents all the way down to 9.7 cents in just over a month. Uh, Shelly went live, the market took a downturn, people are cashing out their gains. Uh, before the asset's recent backtrace in price, Cardano's native currency was on quite a bull run, culminating with a recent upgrade on July 29th. During the run, ADA was able to entrench itself within the top 10 cryptocurrencies by market cap. I believe it got up to number 6, but it's down. Last I saw it was hovering at like 11 or 12. We'll take a look at it at the end of the video. On August the 14th, the vast majority of the 30-day active ADA supply was held by users, 11.4 billion out of 12.2. However, by the end of the period, only 1.5 billion was left with the users. Meanwhile, Binance experienced a net inflow of approximately 7 billion ADA, while top holders accumulated an additional 3 billion. So there are some people out there who've got a lot of faith in that project, and they are buying it up. Uh, ADA holders may have decided it was simply time for them to cash out some of the gains they had accumulated in the preceding months. I do agree with that sentiment. Uh, before that bull run, ADA was like trading at like four, five, six cents. So go from that all the way up to 14. You see it backslide a little bit, and you go, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my profits. It makes sense to me. I don't see a big problem with it. I really like Cardano for the long term. Um, I think 20 to 25 cents is doable within the next year or so, uh, barring any significant problems. But hey, there you go. 
Then hopping on over, there's a new, again, another new DeFi project. It's called Pickle, Pickle Finance. Um, <laughs> so Pickle are trying to mitigate stablecoin volatility. So Pickle Finance, which is a project incentivizing liquidity on the floor for largest DeFi stablecoins, saw a $53 million in 24-hour volume this weekend as its native governance token, Pickle, traded as high as $85. What fun. Uh, quoting the developer, too many farming projects don't actually do anything for the community. The white paper reads, Pickle is an experiment that actually gives an SH. So, wow. That's the white paper. So, gotta love it. Very punk rock. All right. As is all but required for any new DeFi projects, Pickle token holders can vote in the governance process. Pickle is innovating in this area by using what's called quadratic voting, which takes the square root of each vote instead of counting it normally uh, to prevent whales from having too much influence. Vitalik Buterin actually tweeted at them about this and said it was pretty cool. Though he did say, how do you determine uh, individual identities to prevent individuals from splitting their funds into many different accounts to avoid being square rooted and losing that power? So instead of a whale with, let's say, a million pickle tokens getting square rooted to the oblivion, they can instead have a hundred, you know, accounts with 10,000 in each one or however the math breaks down. I'm not a mathematician. And get square rooted much less and keep their power. Eh. Uh, two days after its hyped up launch, seeing that Dai was trading significantly above a dollar, things like a dollar and five cents, but it should be a dollar, Pickle Governance voted to shift incentives to try to bring MakerDAO stablecoin closer to its peg or a dollar. Uh, it's unclear whether it was Pickle or something else, but Dai is now trading at a dollar and two cents, down from their high of a dollar and five cents. There you go. Uh, but still, Pickle's ambitions don't stop there. In the coming weeks, Finance will seek to deploy P-Volts, a way to stake Pickle and earn profits from flash loan arbitrage opportunities on stablecoins that are trading off their peg. So everything with Pickle is designed to get things back to the dollar. Um, Dai has been having quite a problem with being over collateralized and being at like a dollar and five cents and all this stuff. It's been going back and forth. They've been doing their best, but you want a stable coin to be a true one-to-one -one comparison with say the United States dollar or the Chinese Yuan or the Russian ruble or the Euro, like just whatever. Um, but yeah, so that'll do it for Pickle. Let's hop on over and talk about the next. All right, so it's something we definitely need to talk about. I know some people might uh, find this a little uh, cringe-worthy, but uh, yeah, so here we go. Tether has just helped to recover $1 million worth of lost stablecoins. Great, right? Uh, I was after a mistake, sent them to the incorrect address. However, they were able to do this because they have centralized control of the stablecoin platform, which allows Tether and Coinbase-backed USDC to work with law enforcement officials to fight illegal activity, which is great, which is awesome, until you, the individual, who does not have any criminal issues and does not have a bad background ends up with a frozen wallet due to uh, a mistake in the system. So that's where a lot of people in the crypto community have pause and why stable coins are a uh, 
interesting thing, specifically those two. So Tether CTO Paolo Adorino announced via Twitter last Friday that Tether had returned $1 million worth of Tether tokens to a group of Chinese traders who had sent the USDT to a wrong address. Uh, after Tether's support team confirmed that the original tokens could not be retrieved from the Swerve Finance contract, Tether froze that address, revoking the ability for Tether to be sent or received from it and ensuring the lost tokens can't re-enter circulation. Should Swerve accept Tether at some point in the future, the receiving address can be replaced to accommodate user deposits. So basically, they sent it to Swerve Finance, which is a clone of Curve Finance. Uh, essentially, they were doing stuff DeFi funny, and uh, it wasn't set up for Tether. So, yeah. So both Tether and Center, which is the entity that is in technical control of the, United, the USDC, have revealed in the past that they work with law enforcement officials to track illegal crypto activity using their stablecoins and that those activities account for most of the address blocking and other activity enabled through centralized control of their respective platforms. So I use USDC a lot. I rather like it. I actually prefer it to Tether, honestly, but... Tether does have more trading pairs on Binance, which I use, so I end up using Tether sometimes as well. Uh, both of these projects are centralized, so there are things like this which are good, and they're helping law enforcement to you know, catch criminals and do all that, which is also good. However, just be aware that that carries some downsides with the centralized control. You get a better, better user experience, but at the same time, if your account gets flagged incorrectly, they can technically shut it down. They can freeze it. They can block it. And then you're left dealing with a large government-like government bureaucracy to get it unlocked. And that's just something that I dislike the thought of having to deal with personally. Now, we'll see where everything goes from here. I do think that uh, it's a net positive for the crypto community. Projects like this... Um, help make it seem like the projects that are a little more sketchy are tolerable because you have quote-unquote upstanding protocols like these two who play nice so it, it's you win some you lose some type things again like i said i'm not telling you guys not to use these coins i use them uh, when needed it's just i don't typically park money in either of them for very long there we go but all right binance Oh boy, so if you guys don't know, Binance is getting into the DeFi sector too, because why not? Um, so after the success of the DeFi sector on Ethereum and its growth to over $8 billion in total value locked, new potential competitors are emerging. In addition to Tron and its Sun Dot Market platform, crypto exchange Binance has now deployed the Binance Launch, Binance Launch Pool. Currently, users can perform yield farming to obtain Bell, Wing, and SXP. However, new tokens are expected to be available on the platform soon. Unlike the protocols in the DeFi sector, Binance has promised a secure and reliable way of obtaining yields. In addition, the exchange interface may be easier to use for investors with little experience in the DeFi sector. To access the product, users only need to go to the Binance savings page and click on the available tokens, BNB, BUSD, 
ARPA uh, with the, that have the label launch pool. So there you go. Pretty simple, pretty easy. And data presented by the exchange and its CEO, good old CZ, uh, show that the platform has had favorable results. Currently, according to the data, users can get at close to 90% APY for staking uh, BNB and Binance coin and 40% for uh, BUSD with the Bell token. So it's pretty decent, like 90% APY, that's really good. Your average bank account, like savings account, you're lucky to get, you're, you'd be lucky to get 2% APY in this day and age. So 90 is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, remains to be seen if Binance is going to be a real competitor to Ethereum in the medium to the long term, but for the time being, uh, BNB holders seem to be the ones who are benefiting the most from this. Since the launch of the Launchpool platform, BNB has seen its price rise by 31%. I think it hit up to almost $33. It has retraced a little bit. Um, they were actually sued yesterday. We'll see uh, how that lawsuit goes. I actually talked about it on the channel yesterday so uh, you can check out yesterday's video once you're done with this one learn a little bit more it'll probably just be listed on the uh, next up down below so there you go stick around check out that next thing but then uh, hey starting to uh, wrap things up here we got to talk about blue zell according to a press release of uh, the popular DeFi project blue zell I'd never heard of it before this but okay we'll call it popular uh, they're working with the Web3 Foundation. This will allow it to provide services to the Polkadot ecosystem, which will enable developers building on its substrate framework to use distributed storage capabilities. Not too bad. So the Web3 Foundation, uh, it's led by the founder of Polkadot, Dr. Gavin Wood, and it funds a variety of research and development teams who build the technology stack for the decentralized web. These efforts are mostly oriented toward Polkadot, understandably. Uh, it offers cross-chain compatibility that supports applications ranging from gaming to DeFi. Uh, by connecting these projects to a distributed storage provider, BlueZell can accelerate the Web3 transition. Not too bad. Um, Ethereum had definite aspirations towards this back in the early days. I can't remember if they called it Web 2.0, Web 3.0, but basically that was the idea behind smart contracts. You could build on top of Ethereum all these different applications and websites and all that fun stuff. Uh, per the release, BlueZell is a blockchain agnostic DAP solution. Uh, agnostic just means it's not partial towards one or the other. Uh, its architecture aligns with that of Polkadot. This should free developers to launch new parachains and retain access to a reliable data network. Too bad. Additionally, BlueZell's oracles, dear lord, they've got oracles, uh, which help store DAP data in a decentralized manner and also store and reference historical prices, can be used for apps built on Polkadot. So it's looking like this BlueZell's integration into Polkadot is actually going to be a pretty good thing that'll help Polkadot kind of like push things forward a little bit in certain ways, definitely with this Web3 movement. Uh, Polkadot has taken the crypto market by storm. It's in the top 10, despite being a pretty much a brand new project. Um, I don't care for its name. I don't care for its logo, but I can't argue with its results. But yeah, so that'll do it for some of uh, these trending articles in the crypto news space today. Uh, let's take a look at top 10 coins by market cap. Uh, Binance coin is down dang, almost 11%. Uh, $27.69, that is pretty rough. 
Otherwise, nothing too crazy to report in the top 10. Past 24 hours, ABBC coin is up 12%. That's the winner for the best uh, change within the past 24 hours. Don't know what to say about that. That's kind of meh. Uh, and then the biggest loser would be Flexicoin, which is down ooh, 27%. Thereabouts with NXM being down 26% after that. So bit more of some bit more downs than ups. Ooh, Ave is down 11%. Mm, that's rough. Stinks for them. Hey. Mm. Alrighty. But hey, once again, my name is John. This was uh, Crypto Top 10 coming at you with daily or week daily videos of the trending articles in the crypto news space. Back to talk to you all tomorrow. And uh, yeah, pop down in the description, check out them links, and thank you to all those who have subscribed. Peace.